This is Pentecost. It's one of my favorite Sundays of the year. You know my thoughts on this. My thoughts are that there's basically two kinds of parishes in the world. There are parishes that are totally open to whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. And there are parishes where that's like not even on their radar. Not even like a, a question to ask and the whole thing. And here we really try, we really strive to be the kind of parish that says like, well, Lord, what do you want to do? What's your plan for us? What's your plan for this place? We're not going to try to sit and figure out something clever like you just tell us what your will is and we'll get in line. By your grace, we'll do it to the best of our ability. And so a few months ago, I and my leadership team, we took uh, sort of a little off-site retreat just to pray and discern. And one of the things that we regularly discern is what is Satan's plan for us? It's kind of a weird thing to think about, maybe. I think it's like totally normal, actually. But God has a plan for us, obviously. And his ultimate plan is a sainthood in this life, salvation in the next. Now, those are like 60,000 feet. But Satan has a plan for us as well. He wants to thwart our, our sainthood and our healing. And he wants to prevent us from receiving eternal salvation. It's a concrete plan. He's bigger than us. He's smarter than us. He's got more knowledge. He never forgets anything. He never has to sleep. He's just constantly plotting and planning for our destruction and for the destruction of any parish that fits into category one, like I mentioned, like, Lord, what do you want to do here? What does your Holy Spirit want to do here? And so we took a little retreat and we just tried to discern that. And in our prayer, mutually, we all kind of came up with kind of the same thing. And it was one word, one big word, fear. Fear. And so we pressed in a little bit deeper and said, like, well, what does that even mean? You know, you can be afraid of like a lot of things. And we came up with some things. The Lord clarified some things. But what we really came to is that it can kind of be anything right now. Like we can be afraid of the secular world and what it can do to us. There are already places in the world where the secular world is cracking down on the church and restricting freedoms. We can be afraid of the aforementioned devil and the fact that he intrinsically has more power than we do. We can be afraid of his plan and what he's doing. We can be afraid of each other. There can be distrust and mistrust with each other, even inside of an ecclesial community, even inside of a tight-knit parish like this one. You can be afraid of kids like me. This is like being in a shark tank. Uh, you know, like there's like all kinds of stuff you can be afraid of. Like, but it's like a discernment process that we have to, to go through to figure out like, okay, how's fear manifesting in my life? And so as I was thinking about this and as I was praying about this, this is what the, what the Lord brought to my mind uh, in my life to share with you. Okay, this is what he, what he put on my heart to share with you. It's like, all right, Timothy, Father Timothy, how does fear manifest in your life? Or how has it manifested in your life, let's say in the last year or so? And what came to me very clearly is a wound 
that we call powerlessness. Powerlessness. A big part of the wound of powerlessness is just believing that you're stuck. You're stuck and that things can't change. Not necessarily in your external circumstance, but it can even be in the more interior, deep, complex reality of the soul. Just being stuck, you're powerless to change something. And the problem with that is that there is no such thing in the realm of Jesus. He's power itself, and he has power over all things. So when we come to believe that, we really have to believe it as a lie, as something that's just not real. And I came to believe that as a lie in my life in a lot of different ways. The wound of powerless, powerlessness came to manifest in my life. I draw a sharp, direct line between that and the apostles being in the upper room terrified. These guys, like I think about this a lot, they lived with Jesus, they walked around with him, they ate meals with him, they heard everything that he said, like they were his inner, inner circle. And they saw him killed and resurrected from the dead. They've already interacted with him a bunch. Thomas has already put his hand into his side. They've seen Jesus just manifest in, in locked rooms and eat grilled fish with them and, and tell them the truth, like they've known him. And I think sometimes they think, man, if I just had that, everything would be piece of cake, hunky-dory. This whole Catholicism thing, Christianity thing would be easy, but it's not the case. They were in that upper room and they were terrified. They were powerless. And it wasn't until the power of God himself, the Holy Spirit, came and manifested in their life like fire, that that wound of powerlessness and that wound of fear was healed and dispelled in their life. It wasn't until that moment that they could actually do what they were born to do. And I think most of us, if not all of us, are in a similar situation in some way. I know that I was. The Lord revealed it to me. And so what I want to do today, Pentecost, we celebrate that time of that Holy Spirit driving those wounds away, healing those wounds. I want to pray a very specific prayer together against fear and against powerlessness. So I want you to close your eyes for a second to the extent that you can wrangle those kids and keep your eyes closed, keep your eyes closed. And I want you to repeat these prayers after me, really believing that the Holy Spirit could manifest in your heart like fire and heal that wound of fear and that wound of powerlessness. Just say this after me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that if I trust, I will be hurt, disappointed, or die. In the name of Jesus, I renounce all fear, anxiety, mistrust, and distrust. I renounce the lie that I am not safe 
and not protected. And I announce the truth that God is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, and my protector. I announce the truth that God's perfect love casts out all fear. I announce the truth that I am safe and secure. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that I am powerless, weak, unable to change, not capable, that I am stuck, trapped, that I don't know what to do. In Jesus' name, I announce the truth that Jesus promised that his grace is perfected in my weakness so that when I am weak, then I am strong. I announce the truth that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I announce the truth that where the Holy Spirit is, there is freedom. Therefore, I accept the truth that I am empowered by Christ and liberated by the Holy Spirit. I announce the truth that through confirmation, I am anointed with the power of the Holy Spirit who lives and dwells in me. Brothers and sisters, that's the truth. The Holy Spirit that comes down today, he's the curer of wounds. He's the one that casts out fear. He's the one that gives us power, the power we need to be who we truly are, saints in this world.